Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. Hey, whether you're watching from our overflow or video experience, how many are ready for the word? Say yes. Come on, how many are ready for the word? Say yes. Praise God. Praise God. Turn to the person next to you and tell them this one's for you. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for every man. I thank you for every woman within the sound of my voice. God, I thank you for those in the overflow, those in the kids' space right now, those who'd watch by video experience. In the name of Jesus, let rivers flow in this place. Let faith be built in this place. God, I prophesy strong marriages. Prophesy wisdom and hope and love and grace. Lord, let a river flow in this place, I pray. God, heal what must be healed. Speak what must be spoken. Open eyes and ears and hearts, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the voice of God be clear. Come on, pray this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you today to speak to my heart, change my life, open my eyes to see, to hear, to understand, what I must understand. In your awesome name I pray. Come on, a mighty church alive said, Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand one more time. Praise God. Praise God. Grab your seat. How many appreciate our worship team? Can we thank them? Appreciate you guys. Well, we've been in our relationship series, and this week, I know some of you are disappointed. My wife's not next to me. She makes me look good. Uh, but she was at Virginia Beach this week and wasn't able to work together on a talk. So you're just stuck with me. Is that fine? <laughs> Praise God. Anyway, we've been talking about pillars. Someone say pillars. Pillars are those things that hold up a house. Did you know that less than 1% of Christians who regularly pray and read the Bible together divorce? Less than 1%. So we've been encouraging at the start of our series, whether you've ever prayed together or never prayed together, we've been encouraging you to establish the pillar of prayer in your home. You may not know how to do it. That's okay. Just start somewhere. Start with a little something in morning or dinner time, and it will be like a superpower in your life. We talked about the pillar of honor. It's not a culture of perfection, but it is a culture of encouragement and esteem. How many know you need to hear some good things about yourself sometimes? About seven of you. The rest of you, you're good. You're fine. You're so, so full of self-esteem that you don't need to hear anything good about yourself. Well, I'm in the more insecure crowd. I want to hear good things about myself. What about you? We talked last week about the pillar of discovery and, and really my wife began to unpack this thought around the heart of femininity 
And she actually said this, she longs to be beautiful in your eyes and desires to be pursued. And you don't pursue her once or even twice. It's a pursuit of a lifetime. Someone say, keep chasing. And then we talked about manhood and the fact that men are first sons. And if you'll understand how you would desire your son to be treated in a marriage, you'll actually answer the question, how do you treat your man in marriage? It is a heart question. It's a deep question. I think it's worth pondering and thinking about and writing about and journaling about because we don't value the most valuable things by accident. We actually have to um, truly spend time to think about what we're thinking about. Are you with me? Listen to what John Eldridge says in his book, Wild at Heart, and encourage every man and woman to read it. He says this, a man needs to be tender at times and a woman will sometimes need to be fierce. But if a man is only tender, we know something is deeply wrong. And if a woman is only fierce, we sense she is not what she was meant to be. If you look at the essence of little boys and little girls, I think you'll find I am not far from my mark, strength and beauty. As the psalmist said, one thing God has spoken, two things have I heard, that you, O God, are strong and that you, O Lord, are loving. Isn't that good? I want to talk to you today about the pillar of character. The pillar of character. I want to remind you of this thought today. Pillars are not made in a day, are they? Pillars don't fall from the sky and just meet the right pillar and say, here pillar, there a pillar. Let's hang out together, pillar. Pillars are chosen because of their ability to handle pressure. Pillars are not the goal of any house, but without the pillars, the house will not stand. Have you ever talked to a friend who's single and you're like, what, what are you looking for in a man? And, and you know, a woman say, oh, he's good looking. And treats his mama nice and got some money. Not broke. Got a job. Not a liar. Romantic. Can dance. Can sing a little. Just the perfect man. You ever talk to a, a guy, uh, what are you looking for in a woman? And basically it's Wonder Woman. Can cook, maybe got a little money. Organized, not too organized. I don't want to have OCD on me. When people list off their favorite lists of what they're looking for in a man or in a woman, they often don't ask themselves the all important question. Is the person on that list looking for who you are? Is the person on that list looking for who you are? I've never heard anyone say, give me this list. I I just want to give you a list. I hope he's short-tempered, selfish, lazy, addicted to alcohol and drugs, addicted to porn, won't listen to advice. Hold on to grudges, let themselves go physically, bad with money, can't keep a job, Christian but no fruit. I've never heard anyone, have you? Have you ever just like, look, just a lazy, pathetic liar, just kind of what I'm looking for. (laughs) Can't wait to get married to that one. It's going to be like hell. I was um, 
walking my dog the other day, I was, went to my in-laws house, they got a bigger backyard than I do, so I take my dog there, throwing sticks and stuff to him and throwing a ball, end up catching up with an old friend, we're talking on the phone, so we're kind of killing two birds with one stone, and we were actually talking about this message, because he's the leader in the body of Christ, and I was telling him what I was talking about, and we were just chatting through it and so forth, and then I had to go pick up my kids, uh, I'm looking at my clock, I'm like, man, it's like 10 minutes before I'm going to leave, and I couldn't find the leash to the dog, I'm like, where is the leash? And I'm walking around in a backyard, I'm looking under trees, I'm looking, I'm looking everywhere, cannot find this leash, going on 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'm about to be late to pick up my kids, where is the leash? And you know what, I put my hand in my pocket, and it was right in my pocket. It reminded me how amazing I am. No, here's what it reminded me of. It reminded me how blind we can be to what we are personally carrying. It reminded me how blind we can personally be to what we are personally carrying in our life. Jesus put it like this, Matthew chapter 7, verse 3. He says, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. You know, I've been doing relationship series long enough now that do you know that the tension with doing any kind of relationship series is people go home and basically want to change their partner. I'm talking about what Michael Jackson's talking about. I'm talking about the man in the mirror. (laughs) If you're single in here, say yes. Yes. The question is, single people, are you becoming the person the person you're looking for is looking for? Are you becoming the person the person you're looking for is looking for? Are you married in here? Say yes. 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 Are you continuing to become? The person, the person you're married to was hoping. (laughs) They just stood at that altar and were hoping. It looks good today. He's got his James Bond tuxedo on, but I'm hoping he becomes more. One of the reasons there is conflict in marriage is Jordan Peterson puts it like this. Your spouse is on the other side of the better you. That's, that's just good preaching. I don't care what anyone says. That's, that's good right there. Your spouse is on the better side. Is on the side of the better you. Can I get a good amen? As I was praying about the relationship series this week, I always take Tuesday and prepare and think and pray and listen to sometimes a sermon. Or, and then I just got to the end of the day and I felt like I had no direction and no, no, no really sense of where the Lord wanted me to go and I was like Lord I got nothing I just prayed about it. I was like Lord what do you got for me and I felt like the Lord gave me a unique phrase that I hope that man I hope you write it down and think it through because it's worth thinking through felt like he gave me this phrase how do you build the pillar of character how do you build the pillar of character feed the warrior starve the weasel this is what I felt like the Lord gave me feed the warrior Starve the weasel. Say that with me. Feed the warrior. Feed the warrior. Starve, the weasel. Starve the weasel. 
When I was young, my mother used to describe people every once in a while. She's like, that guy is such a weasel. You ever heard a parent say that before? Maybe it's an Australian thing. I don't know. It's like, he's such a weasel. I looked up the attributes of a weasel. Guess what a weasel is? Lazy, selfish, and a manipulator. The characteristics of a weasel, lazy, selfish, and manipulator. They said about the weasel, it always takes the easy way out and leaves someone worse than when he or she found them. Let me give you the attributes of a warrior. The warrior values what is most valuable and will train, sacrifice, fight, and if need be, die for what he believes in. That's the warrior. Let me remind you of who made you, Genesis 1.28. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created the male and female. He created them. But pay attention to this verse, Exodus chapter 15, verse 3. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. You could often say about young boys, the boy is a warrior. The boy is his name. The young lady is a warrior. In a marriage, the warrior will fight for the marriage. In their relationship with God, they will fight to continue to follow. In being single, if you're single in here, pay attention real quick. They are fighting to keep becoming who God has meant them to become, whether they are dating or single. Do you know the scripture is filled with great men and women of God who do great things, but it also is very realistic that it doesn't just, it doesn't Instagram it. It doesn't, it doesn't just, it doesn't just take the selfie picture and then take away all the blemishes. No, what God does in his word to encourage us and to both warn us is it takes a selfie of the great women and, and men of God of the Bible, but it leaves the blemishes. It lets us see where they failed so that it warns us that if we're not careful, we can fail the same. Does that make sense? Let me take a, a few examples here. I got three examples where they could have been warriors, but they sometimes chose a different route. First Samuel 11 verse 1, speaking of King David, it said this, In the spring of the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. Watch this now. But David remained in Jerusalem. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David stayed home, chilling, relaxing, watching some Netflix. Began to look over his castle, sees the biblical babe, Bathsheba bathing. It's like, hey, who's that? Why don't you come over? We'll watch a little movie together. That's not what he meant. <laughs> Out of, unfortunately, his laziness came his selfishness. When he wasn't busy, he got busy. Have you ever heard the term, a, an empty mind is the devil's playground? Why? You need to be busy. You need work. You need school. You need a purpose. Why? Because laziness will often lead you 
to selfishness. Here's what's interesting. Selfishness will lead you to manipulation, just like David. And David, he selfishly draws in a married woman and then he has to start the path of manipulation. He manipulates her, he manipulates the husband and eventually he literally becomes one of the greatest warriors and men of faith of the Bible. He becomes a murderer in a bad season of laziness. Let's check this out. Had he not dealt with his failures in a godly way, they would have become the theme of his life. This is important. Had David not dealt with his failures in a godly way, they would have become the theme of his life. But it was his repentance and remorse that led him to recapture the warrior spirit. Someone shout, recapture it. See, I know that you've probably fallen. I know many of you here going, man, he's talking about the warrior and the weasel. I might feel more like the weasel right now. I want to tell you today, the gospel is a redemptive gospel. It is a take from where you are now, but it does not leave you where, where it finds you. Says it was his repentance and remorse that led him to recapture the warrior spirit. And so not allow that season, someone say season, to become the end of his story. Listen to how scripture describes David. It is a summation of his life. Even as bad a mistakes as he made. Acts 13, 36. For when David has served the purpose of God in his own generation, the Bible says he fell asleep. It literally gives a summation of his life. But if he had not recognized the weasel on the inside, I guarantee it would have described him as something different. Oh, I'm preaching for you. It's getting quiet, but I'm preaching for you. Let's keep moving. Absalom, David's son. Instead of living up to his title, prince, someone say prince. He ends up betraying, manipulating, selfishly using his father. And weirdly enough, it's, it's a story of days of our lives. It's a weird story. He literally takes and sleeps with his father's concubines and wives out for everyone to see. Because David failed to deal with Amnon, his other son. And Amnon actually was a weasel and he ended up raping a girl. And the interesting thing was when he desired the girl, the problem with Amnon was he asked the wrong man. His friend was a weasel. He literally described to him how he could lure her into his own bed. Watch out what friend you got around you. you got to listen to the right voices. Are you with me, Church Alive? The Bible describes Amnon, and it says his friend was a crafty, sly man. Did you know that good leadership in 1 Kings and 2 Kings was rare? Good leadership is rare. If good leadership as kings is rare, how many of you know that good leadership then in the home is rare? And the reason that good leadership in the home is rare is because sometimes you and I have, we, we underestimate how much things pull at us. Have you ever underestimated when you were 10, 11, 12, 13, someone's like, you know, stay away from drugs. And you're like, why would I ever do drugs? And then at 15, 16, 17, you didn't realize how alluring it was. 
You didn't realize that all your friends were doing it. You didn't realize that. And before you know it, you get suckered in. And before you know it, you're addicted to something you never thought you'd be addicted to because we underestimate how luring temptation is. Are you with me? Sometimes we naively think that we could never do it just because we, we met the right person. Oh, if I meet the right person, I'll be faithful. Are you faithful now? If, if I meet the right person, I'd never hurt him. Are you sure? Come on, am I, am I speaking to anyone? I'm trying to save some people some pain. I'm trying to help some men in here, help some women in here. Don't be naive. Proverbs 7, verse 26. So friends, listen to me. This is wisdom speaking. He says, take these words of mine seriously. Don't fool around with a woman like that. Don't even stroll through her neighborhood. Watch this now. Speaking of the adulterous woman, he says, countless victims come under her spell. Woo! Come under her spell. Countless men are under the spell of porn and it has to be broken in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12, Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. I've been married now for almost 19 years and here's the interesting thing. I've actually found that my wife and I determine the season of our marriage. If I'm self-focused, if I'm all about why is she not doing this, doing that, how many know it'll be a bad season? And it can be a bad few hours or a bad few days or a bad few weeks or a bad few months. You determine how long you stay selfish. You determine it. If she's all about, she's thinking about her. But how many of you know what happens is when I look to serve her and she looks to serve me, it's like something beautiful starts to go on. <laughs> that was for the 10 o'clock crowd only. You, you guys, the rest of, they're not getting that. You came to the right service. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. Someone say it's common. common. Come on, say it's common. common. You know what I've noticed over time people do? People go, oh, you don't know my temptation. Yes, I do. Your temptation's common. I get 10 men in a room. I, I know your temptation already. I already know it. You may have a couple of intricacies in your temptation, but I, it's common. Here's the, here's the truth. God made you special, but your temptation, not special. Your temptation is to serve you. Your temptation is to be prideful. Your temptation is re reject accountability. Your temptation is I'll make up my own morals. That's your temptation. You want to make God in your own image. That's your temptation. But that's humanity's temptation. Are you with me? Yes. I'm preaching yes. better than you're shouting. Ah, <laughs> uh, let me talk. How many of you are single? Say yes. yes. Put up your hand just real quick. Just look around the room and, and just find someone real quick. Man. 
So I'd be like, stand up, I'm in the foyer. I'll be there at the next steps. <laughs> I'll be holding the following Jesus book. Who you following? <laughs> Bad Anthony, stop it. Mm. Let me ask you a question if you're single. How do you starve the weasel and feed the warrior? This one's mainly for men, but ladies, take it too if it fits. Value work. I promise you, if I was in my 20s again, I wish someone would be a little firmer on me, harder on me, and say, value work. Show up work. Show up early to work. Give to God. Save. But work hard. Too many people are trying to find their purpose instead of their work. Find work and eventually you'll have the character to fulfill your purpose. The New York Post wrote an interesting article about some of the after effects of COVID. For every unemployed prime age American man looking for a job, there are four neither working nor looking for work. In America today, there is about 7 million men who are not even looking for work. This is not Christian. This is not godly. What they basically did was the government gave them money and they're like, this is kind of cool. Let's keep doing it. Let me just encourage you, reject that. Reject it wholeheartedly. When, when, when we believe in generosity as a church, compassion as a church, but we do not believe in laziness. And when generosity and compassion feeds laziness, it's not godly. It truly isn't. Um, we've, they found out this, that that often young men are sitting home, living with their parents, stuck on social media, video games and porn. Let me encourage you, if you're in your 20s, you've got a part-time job and not a full-time job yet. Get rid of social media, get rid of your video games and go look for work and find a full-time job and maybe even a part-time job and serve somewhere in church. I promise you, become a hard worker. It'll bless your 40s, it'll bless your 50s, it'll bless your 60s, it'll bless your 70s and beyond. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24, the hand of the diligent will rule, while the slothful will be put to forced labor. labor. The other thing I'd say to single people, feed your mind. Don't just be casual in it. The problem with social media is that it feeds you. Feed your mind. Feed it with books and podcasts that challenge you to be more, that challenge you to follow God with all your heart and all your soul. Third thought for single people, whether you are in your teens, early teens, college, 20s, 30s, whatever, this is for everyone, but especially to young single men, stay away from porn. I would encourage you to listen to psychologist testimonies. Take a listen to Jordan Peterson, how he talks about how it ruins the brain. Uh, a brain scientist out, out there at the moment, Andrew Huberman, actually talks about how it ruins the brain because it is a continual dopamine fix. Um, listen to former porn stars' testimonies of how basically it destroys their life. I listened to someone interview a former porn star recently and um, I heard from one place, and I don't know if it's fake news, I don't know if it's real, but the average age of a porn star, their death is 35. 
and 15 to 20% of the porn on the internet today is actually, some of it is child-related and teen-related, and therefore watching it is feeding, actually, um, human trafficking and sex trafficking. It's just the fact. What do you do? Memorize scripture. Memorize it. You will not beat it right away. Memorize scripture. Psalm 1. Start with that one. Blessed is the man who does not stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful nor the mocker, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his Lord does he meditate when day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It bears forth its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, it prospers. Just memorize it, memorize it, pray it over your mind and over your heart. Tell someone who will pray with you about it. I like to tell the men, no one's surprised. No one's surprised you may be dealing with it and struggling with it. Go tell someone who will pray with you about it. Don't, don't, don't listen to the guy who says everyone does it. No, not everyone does it. Lots of men in our transform groups are getting free of it. And it's a good thing. Here's the thing. It, don't let it become the focus. Sometimes Christian men let it, be, oh, I've got to beat this, I've got to beat this. No, get vision about your life. It'll start to, it'll start to move away anyway. Are you dating someone? Are the boundaries clear in dating and are you accountable? Are the boundaries clear in dating and are you accountable? You can have boundaries, but how many know if you don't, if no one knows about your boundaries, you just think they're suggestions. Are they, are you clear? Hey, let me ask you a question. If you're dating someone, are you faithful to the person you're dating? Are you faithful to the person? And if you're not, now's the time to go, we should find someone else. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't hang out with that. I thought you were the one. Not anymore. You're number four. Okay, are you single and, and are you tired of being single? Maybe you're here and single, tired of being single. You're just sick of it. Lord, when you send in someone. Lord, when you send in someone. Lord, when you send in someone. Lord Jesus. I'll go to every prayer meeting. Lord Jesus, when you. <laughs> I lift my hands, but with my eyes open. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> um. You may not have a prayer problem. Ask a mentor. Hey, I'm sick of being single. What, would, what one thing would you tell me? Like, brush your teeth. <laughs> Go on a dating app. Meet someone. Say yes to someone. Smile at them. <laughs> Practice it. <laughs> Get a hobby. Right? Sometimes you need to hear from your mentor, not your mother. Because your mother will tell you what you need. Oh, you're, you're the best, darling. You're the most beautiful. You're the most handsome. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't want you? Who, who wouldn't want you? I raised you. Who wouldn't want you? A mentor tell you something different. Get a job. Stop being a slacker. Ask someone out. Learn to dance. I'm just, I'm just trying to help you. 
You're not looking for perfection, obviously. But you do want someone growing. Are they diligent? Are they teachable? Is their heart after God? Bounce into church. Bounce out of church. You're committed to church. Ah, oh, but I'll change him. I'd be careful. When you date someone, ask other people their reputation. How many know that you can be schmoozed? You can be impressed by someone. They're like, oh, I saw you from afar. And I was drawn to you. <laughs> and everyone knows they've got no character. And they draw you away to their little circle. And then, oh, no one understands our love. If a man or woman has to draw you away from your friends, as in good friends, careful. Doesn't like you spending time with your family? Careful. Might have a psychopath on your hands. I'm serious. There's psychopaths out there. <laughs> Praise God. All right. I read a book recently called The Seven Minute Marriage Solution. Seven Things to Start, Seven Things to Stop, Seven Things That Matter Most by Stephen Arterburn. Very good book. I read it for seven minutes. I've already fixed my marriage. <laughs> let me go serious on you for a second. You ready? He said seven things to stop. Let me, let me just summarize all seven things. Stop being a weasel. Literally, stop being selfish. If you would break it down to what he's really saying is stop being selfish. Then he talks about seven things to start doing. And let me give you these. If you're married in here, this is what you should start doing. Number one, start embracing friendship and fun. How many know? A bit of laughter. Will, you don't need to just talk about your problems all the time. Like, if you've got problems in marriage, like, let's talk about our problems. Let's talk about our problems. Sometimes you just, hey, let's go have some fun and laugh. Yeah. And that'll fix a few problems. Yeah. Fix your attitude, number one. <laughs> yeah. Start embracing friendship and fun. Go on dates consistently. Date nights lead to great nights. Hey, hey, hey. Someone knows. Someone knows. <laughs> That's a transformed leader right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> start responding romantically to each other. He said, start the day loving, keep it going. Start the day just... Baby, you look good, you know? Start the day well. I love when my wife tells me how handsome I am. Anyway, start expressing grace and forgiveness. If you're married, you're going to need to forgive people. But I found the one I don't have to forgive. Yes, you will. You will have to forgive little things, medium-sized things, and hopefully not big things. But you need to forgive. Number four, start affirming your mate's strength. That's the culture of honor. Start affirming your mate's strengths. Talk about what they're doing good. Start spending money responsibly. Someone shout self-control. This will help marriages right here. Self-control. How many of you know that sometimes what attracted to you, you to the person is now what's detracting you from, to, from the person? Oh, she's such a free spirit. Now she's at the mall. <laughs> With a free spirit in your credit card, sir. <laughs> You're like, oh, he's got a nice muscles. 
And then later you're like, you always at the gym? I'm like, baby, these muscles don't grow themselves. Isn't it funny that sometimes what attracted us later detracts us? Opposites attract and then opposites attack. Oh, he's quiet. And then you're like, does he ever talk? <laughs> and sometimes you're like, oh, she's social one. She talks everywhere. And you're like, does she ever shut up? <laughs> I've seen marriages long enough. All of this happens. He wants to stay at the party. I want to go home. One's an early morning, one's a late riser. He's a night owl. You like to get up at four. That doesn't work. Start doing your lifetime vows. Said. Seventh one, he says, start showing respect no matter what, even if it's not getting reciprocated right away. Sometimes you've got to sow the seed of honor, the sow the seed of respect. Sow the seed, it's not coming back yet. Sow the seed, sow the seed, sow the seed. Compliment, compliment. Might be hard, you might have to get on your knees and literally say, Jesus, help me compliment something today. But you're sowing a seed because later you want to reap a harvest. John Eldridge goes on to say this, man is not born into a sitcom or a soap opera. He is born into a world at war. This is not America's Got Talent. It's Saving Private Ryan. There will be many, many, many battles to fight on many different battlefields. Let me close it out today. There's a warrior with him. There's also a weasel. And you actually need to feed the warrior and starve the weasel's selfish. The weasel's lazy. The weasel's manipulative. But the warrior is a fighter. Can I get a good amen? Come on, close your eyes all across this place. Those of you in the overflow, let's close our eyes. Let's spin an attitude of prayer. If you feel like you need to starve the weasel and feed the warrior, why don't you pray this simple prayer? Say, Jesus, would you help me? Become the warrior I'm meant to become. Strengthen what is meant to happen in my life. In Jesus' name. All across this place, while no one looking around, no one disturbing anyone. Maybe you're here today and you've not yet met Christ. Christ, the ultimate warrior, came down out of heaven into earth to die for your sin and my sin. He literally gave up his life so that you might live. God so loved the world, that's you, that he gave his only son, that's the gift. That whoever, that's your invitation. We believe that's our response. Would not perish, but have everlasting life. With eyes closed all across this place, maybe you've never said yes to Jesus in this place. Would you quickly lift up your hand if you know you need to come back to God or you need to receive Him all across this place. I sense the Spirit of God drawing people right now. Raise your hand. Jesus is drawing people all across this place. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. All across this place. If you feel like you need to say yes to Christ or you need to come back to Him and God is drawing your heart to come back to Him, you've run from Him, but He's saying, son, daughter, come home. All across this place. Just one more time so I can see it long enough for me to see it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Praise God for you. Those in the overflow today, praise God for you. Praise God for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
You can put your hand down. Father, I thank you for every hand. I thank you for every heart. In the name of Jesus, bless your people now. Strengthen them, I pray. In Jesus' awesome name. Every marriage strengthen it. Every, every relationship strengthen it. Every single person, dating person, God, engaged person, strengthen, Lord. In Jesus' name, strengthen their heart. Strengthen their resolve. Strengthen us collectively, I pray cannot do without you don't want to so father we ask for your strength now in jesus name i pray come on church alive can we give jesus a hand how many receive the word of god today praise god for you